Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Our opening acclamation deserves repeating, so please join me. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Please be seated. I heard a fascinating story the other day about Laurence Olivier, the famous 20th century English actor. He was starring in a production of Shakespeare's Othello in the title role at the Old Vic in London. And one night, he was on fire. His performance was so electric, so spectacular, so mesmerizing, that his fellow actors forgot their lines and their cues. They just stood there like members of the audience, watching him. And after the performance was over, several of Sir Lawrence's castmates went to his dressing room to congratulate him on his performance. But as they approached the door, they heard a terrible ruckus. Inside, someone was screaming and cursing and throwing things against the wall. They opened the door to find an exasperated Olivier on the edge of madness. Very dramatic. Olivier's trepidatious admirers asked why he was so upset. Your performance tonight was magnificent, Sir Lawrence. One for the ages. I know, he said, but I don't know why. Why? Why? It is the eternal question. The who, the where, the what, the when. They might be interesting or amusing. But why? That's where the rubber hits the road and the real work is done. Great entrepreneurs, great scientists, great leaders, great thinkers, they have all wrestled with the question why. On the flip side, if you've ever spent some time with a child, you have also answered the question, why? Why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Why is our grass brown and the neighbor's grass green? What did that, why did that thing happen on the news? Why did that man on the radio use a potty word? I really should be more selective about the music I play in my car. The most exasperating thing about the great whys of life isn't the mental energy required to answer the question, but the reality that sometimes we can't answer the question at all. Not that we merely don't know the answer, but some light Googling might illuminate the subject. But the most confounding whys fundamentally don't have an answer. Some whys are just unknown. We want to know why because we want to be in control. Who has two thumbs and control needs? This guy. If we are in control and know why, 
then the world makes sense. If we know why everything has its place, if we know why everyone is behaving themselves, if we know why we can relax and watch the game. But the reality of life is that sometimes, a lot of the time, okay, most of the time, we just don't know why. And to live, to sit, to abide in that unknowing reality is really hard. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. Y'all were wondering when I was going to get around to Easter, weren't you? Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter, the other, the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. And Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look inside the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. Two interesting things about that passage. Well, besides the whole resurrection thing, but we'll get to that in a minute. One is the translation of Rabboni as teacher is not exactly right. Rabboni is possessive. It means my teacher. Jesus is my teacher, my Lord, my Savior, my friend. A linguistic reminder of the personal relationship we can have with the incarnate God. Second, when we read the Gospel of John, pay attention to the word see. Seeing is an important theme throughout the book. One of the first things Jesus says in the first chapter is, what are you looking for? Come and see. On Monday, Thursday, Jesus says to his disciples, I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. Mary says this morning, I have seen the Lord. And next week, all of the disciples, except for Thomas, will say, we have seen the Lord. This seeing in John is not merely looking at something with our eyes. Mary does not say, I have visualized the Lord. But seeing is like what a kid means when they say, I want to see it. When a little brother says to a big sister, I want to see it, he does not mean that he merely wants to look at it. He wants to touch it and move it and poke at it and understand it. He wants to know why this thing is. And we return again to that question, that question the disciples asked of Jesus and the question we wrestle with today. Why? Why? Because Christ is risen. Why did so many people work so very hard to make our worship this past week so meaningful and beautiful? 
because Christ is risen? Why are we able to break bread with folks who are different than us? Because Christ is risen. Why I'm not talking about the obvious ways folks are different, but the fundamental, deep down, real differences. How are we able to break bread with those people? Because Christ is risen. Why are we able to pick up the phone, call that person who used to mean the world to us, but for some stupid reason, you've been estranged for far too long? Why are we able to muster up the courage to say, I love you? Because Christ is risen. Why do you get that letter in the mail informing you that your level is now 0.0? Because Christ is risen. Why does the sun come up out, out, out after the storm has passed? Because Christ is risen. Now, is Christ is risen the answer to all things? No, it's not that easy. The reason you forgot your password is not because Christ is risen. The reason you burnt the carrot cake you hope to serve this afternoon is not because Christ is risen. The reason your beloved left far too soon is not because Christ is risen. But the reason we can heal from whatever we encounter on life's journey, the reason why that friend calls you when you didn't expect it but really needed to talk, the reason why the galaxies are still expanding and God is still creating, the reason why Notre Dame and the parishes in St. Landry in Louisiana and the churches in Sri Lanka, why all of those will rise from the ashes, the reason why it's not too late to seek, it's not too late to seek a newer world, the reason why the arc of the moral universe bends towards justice, all of that and so much more. The reason why is because Christ is risen. On this day, the cold logic of death was cast aside in favor of God's inexhaustible love. That which has been broken will be made new again. That which had fallen prey to death will be renewed and will arise again because Christ is risen. As it proclaims in the book of Revelation, see the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. Because Christ is risen. So as we leave this place, this sacred chapel, and after the champagne is sipped and the ham is enjoyed, and the Lenten feast, Lenten fast is broken. And it's Wednesday again. And you have to go to the store again. And your boss is a jerk again. And the kids are sick again. And life is life again. Remember in your heart that Christ is risen. The world has been fundamentally changed. Our world is now an Easter world. And we are blessed to live in it. And we, and we proudly proclaim, Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.